Wednesday, it's Wednesday. So on Wednesdays, we like to highlight women that are winning in particular industries. And of course, you are a woman that is winning in your industry, Lauren. So go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Hey, y'all. So I am Lauren, Lauren Lewis. I am the um, founder, owner, janitor, receptionist, <laughs> all of that good old stuff of the Cosmetology Institute. We are New Orleans' newest premier beauty ed- educational provider. We do all things hair, skin, and nails. So our students, we build them to be better future beauty professionals, and we strive to be able to promote, um, educate, and evolve, and promote entrepreneurship for them and for individuals that looking that's looking to become um, licensed in the professional beauty industry. So we literally are all things hair, skin, and nails. Whether you want services done or you're looking to be a service provider to be able to go into a career and be able to make you your own money, to be your own boss, or if you desire to partner up with somebody and maybe work up underneath them for a while, but literally all things hair, skin, and nails. Okay. So how long have you been doing this for? Now you're about to make me be like I'm old. Um, So no, so I've been... (laughs) licensed for 17 years and then I've been on the educational side of it for 16 so um licensed as a cosmetologist for 17 years and then teaching future beauty professionals for the last 16 years y'all heard that huh she has 17 over 17 years experience y'all girl embrace embrace your experience just like when you go You know, it's like you at some point in time you stop counting. Over yeah, the yeah. Really make people like, damn, wait, seventeen, shit. And then my oldest child, he eighteen. So that's that's what really make me be keeping up with what's going on. I'm like, damn. Okay, you started when you was when your child was one. Okay, that's a good background. Yeah. Like just for the people who don't know you and don't know about the cosmo cosmetology institute, right? You from New Orleans? Yep. Okay, born and raised. Born and raised. raised. <laughs> raised. Gotta see it. Got, gotta see it. It got to know it. New Orleans, deep down, in it runs all through my blood. It's funny because I'm running into everybody that's saying that they used to do hair and they stopped doing hair and then they wanted to do something else. How did you even come up with the concept of the Cosmetology Institute? Like, how did you did you do hair first and then you just grew into the school? How did this work? So, no, I, um, education has definitely always been something that was embedded in me. Um, I can remember when I will be, remember going back literally like six, seven years old, eight, nine, 13, fussing at my sisters, we would get out of school and I would make them go back to school when we got home. So that was like already in me. Mm -hmm. But honestly, um, I got into the beauty industry because I really needed to, I needed a career that would provide me freedom and flexibility to do what I want, when I want, how I want. Um, when I was growing up, you know how they have some some kids that's like flipped by the mouth. They think they know everything. Th- that's me. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> and um, I really wanted to be a nurse at one point in time because my grandmother, she raised me. And so my grandmother had rheumatoid arthritis, which is a form of crippling arthritis. So mm-hmm. I had this big aspiration that I was going to go to school to be a nurse to so help take my care grandma. Well, my grandma died when I was 14, so when she died, the dream of being a nurse died with her, too, because it was like, once I found out that you have to be, you have to go to school for four more years after high school, shit, I don't like school like that, <laughs> not doing it. So, when I was in high school, um, in my senior year, you know, hey, you can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant. 
and I got pregnant with my oldest son. And when I found out that I was having a son, I'm black with a black son. So he's already got, you know, strikes up against him before he even, before Brett was even breathing, uh, you know, breathing mm -hmm. to his body. So mm -hmm. I needed to figure out something on what I was going to do. So, um, I kind of like, you know, tried a couple of little jobs here and there. And then my auntie had me spoiled. I would be like, look, T.D., Girl, can I come home? I don't like these people on this job. Come on, girl, come on home, see the girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like She was take, you know, helping take care of me and my baby. And um, you know, my mama played a huge part in that too. But my mama, she wasn't like sister girl wasn't like no. So she, you better stay your ass on that job. <laughs> Ooh, okay, mama, you said no. My teeth said yeah. Right, so right. Then, my auntie ended up passing away too. So it was like, okay, you gotta, you gonna shit or you, you gonna get off the pot? Which one? Mm -hmm. So. I really didn't see myself doing nothing else. I decided to go to beauty school, tried it out. Um, I was, I mean, I grew up in a house with four girls and then myself, so I was always pretty much doing hair, but it really wasn't like a passion of mine. So I went to school. I had no interruptions. My entire year, 12 months was phenomenally amazing. Mm -hmm. I had perfect attendance. So the owners of the school approached me and said, hey, do you, um, would you be interested in coming back for instructor's training? I was like, no. <laughs> but who, who teacher I'm gonna be? I'm not about to be nobody teacher. Right. So you shied away from it at first. So in the beginning, yeah, you went to you went like, to cosmetology school for yourself, and then they offered you yeah. a position at their school. Okay. Well, it was just it was just to come back for instructors training. So they basically gave me a scholarship to go back. Where I didn't have to pay for the next training out of pocket, which was great. So um, I did eventually, of course, take them up on the offer, and then um disappointingly i was not offered um and they didn't have a spot so it wasn't like they just didn't accept me but i really they were black owned um i just looked up to them it was just it was extremely phenomenal like to see people that look like me that's they run they have a whole school mm -hmm. so i um i started working for another company and started working for them and honestly the rest is history i started doing research at other schools i worked at just about every school we have here in the greater new orleans area and i was really seeing what the schools were doing and not so much the schools but a lot of the people that they had working either for the school or some of the administration and then how ridiculously high beauty educational programs are. So most schools accept financial aid assistance mm -hmm. and they, the average cosmetology program is like $20,000 for a 12 month program. And so right now I'm not sure how many people are familiar with like um, the beauty industry. If anybody that's watching and you guys are a part of the beauty industry, there's a lot of states that are deregulating licensure, meaning that people don't have to be licensed in certain states. Well, the reason that's happening is because beauty programs are so expensive and the individuals, when they're finishing school, there's no said set income or um, tracking, like track record to see how much money is actually being made. Now, come on, we got to know the beauty industry is a, a billion dollar industry. industry. Yes, yes. So where the money going? So somebody lying. And so what happens is definitely in the African-American um, community, we don't do well with finances. So we don't really know how to properly track you know the money that's coming in the money that's going out knowing how to actually properly structure your business and things like that so that's why the deregulation process is happening and you find so many people who are you know they they're blessed with the skills that i tell people all the time school cannot take credit for the skill set that god blessed you with they cannot that's your god-given gift mm -hmm. but what school does do is help prepare you for the real world most schools do right and what happens is it helps to make you a polished professional. 
And that's what a lot of people don't really understand. So yeah, you do get the basics. And I mean, at other schools, it, it varies on how much you actually get into the additional training that mm -hmm. may be needed, but that's your foundation. And you take your foundation and you build on it. And because so many people just feel like they don't want to go to school, you know, they don't want to pay for it. Then I was like, okay, you know what? We're going to do this thing. Like, I don't remember, I don't like to, I don't like to work for nobody. And I love to do what I want, when I want, how I want. Mm -hmm. So I was like, shit, we just going to go ahead on and go with it. And I, it's so crazy that, so the school has been open right under two years. So in August, um, August 4th, actually of this year, we'll be at our full two year mark. And we've serviced 137 students. We have a 97% licensure rate and a 97% um, completion rate. So 97% of the people completing and then 97% of that, um, that percentage is actually licensed. So, you know, we're doing great things. It's just that it's trying to really get our people to understand. So, like I said, I mentioned before that on average, the average tuition cost for cosmetology programs here in the greater New Orleans area is like 20 grand. Mm -hmm. Ours is only six grand. And that includes the cost of your kit and your textbooks. But it's self-funding, so you have to pay for it yourself. Out of pocket. So whenever they hear that, we don't do really Yeah, you have to pay out of pocket. So whenever they hear, and it's in-house financing, so we are financing our own students. Mm -hmm. We're doing everything ourselves. We're not asking nobody for nothing. It's literally, if you're serious, you're going to come do what you got to do, you're going to get your license, and you're going to go on about your business. Right. Um, and part of our foundation is really showing our students on how you could actually generate wealth. Now, I do know that some of us do need financial assistance. Mm -hmm. I, I, I totally... I'm not saying that we don't, but I can't help establish you or help you establish yourself to understand how to generate wealth for yourself if you're finishing school in debt. Talk about it. So when you finish, when you finish from here, you owe nobody nothing. Like you don't owe anime, anime, all these, all the different <laughs> names that they got that they make you take out for these student loans, right? So you don't owe anybody anything. So if I can just get majority of the people to see that that I could damn sure help put you in a position to make your six thousand dollars back mm -hmm. versus now I'm not saying that twenty thousand dollars is unrealistic mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is, is that I could help you make your first six grand back right and then everything else after that it's is all profit all profit because you got your your return on investment if you pay six thousand for this school and I can help you make that back I could give you all of the knowledge all the education all of the right place to move and moves to make and you fumble the bag, that's up to you. I see you got a lot that's of supporters in here, a lot of people saying proud alumni, I know, um, I proud see students, her, my teacher. Yeah, keep keep on giving her her flowers, y'all. I'm so proud of to hear about like the whole journey of TCI Nola. Of course, my one of my questions was gonna be like, what's your success rate? And of course, 97 percent is bomb. Like I don't I don't think anybody is out here putting out a 97 percent success rate plus you getting your return on investment absolutely hmm. so um, you know and it's, it's a lot especially like dealing with you know i hate to be because i'm really like I, I one of the things like i don't want to go down in history as known as like the black school mm -hmm. um i love all people but my initial purpose like i'm gonna help my people first like mm -hmm. i'm gonna help y'all i think i don't think people. that you're wrong there i think that naturally everybody's gonna help quote unquote their people first like it, it happens in other true. cultures always but why are we faulted if we do the same so i think you know i think that's okay but i do think business should be 
you know, not so centered around a race. It should, I don't even want to yeah, identify as a black quote unquote business, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I mentioned that because so like majority of the schools here are corporate, like they, they've been open for years. So you hear like the big names. Um, and when you, when somebody mentioned one of those schools, they'll usually say, oh, white people go there, you know, uh, oh, these people go there. Mm-hmm. When you're in school, you're really not trained on the color of the person's skin. You're trained on, on the, the hair type the hair. and texture, skin type and texture, looking at um, the way that the nails may grow out of their hands. Um, you know, what you know, they don't nails, but the fingernails don't grow out their hands. But y'all should understand what I'm saying. <laughs> being, having the ability to, like, I've trained thousands of students over these last 16 years mm-hmm. from all different demographics. And so, with having that experience to have trained different people from different backgrounds, like I want people to know that go and do your research and see about the quality that you're going to get. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about the name like of the school because you don't really know the value that they're providing. Mm-hmm. If you don't do your research, if you're just going off over the school, you know, the name, you'll never know. We, we are definitely a hidden gem. Um, and I've definitely made it my um, area of concentration to focus on like the last parts of this year to do just be intentional about, about the brand really getting, awareness you know, like, getting the making sure that we're doing like being out in the community a little bit more but it's really a lot so um also like if anybody is on here listening you know don't make it be like if you're married or you have kids y'all heard me mention my 18 year old but i have five kids guys i have five sons hmm. and i'm married mm-hmm. um, i have an 18 year old a set of twin boys that are six a three-year-old and a one-year-old so if you're serious about doing what you want to do you just have to stay focused on your goals and just accomplishing them like never worry about what nobody say don't allow nobody to stop you from moving forward because kids and husbands and all of that that shit don't stop nothing because you still have to think about what you want to do as as an individual mm-hmm. and just stay aligned on what it is that you want to do and keep your goals like yeah i'm, I'm gonna do what i gotta do mm-hmm. yeah, i got all this going on over here because a lot of times people tend to make excuses for what they have going on but and it's a lot of sacrifices i please I, I get to a place I be trying to figure out like how the hell do some of these people be um, figuring this life shit out because work-life balance I I still haven't mastered it and I do make a lot of sacrifices but I also know that the ultimate goal for me is to be able to establish the business to a place to where it's operating you know without um, I don't ever want to walk away 100% because right. I still need to be in the know of what's going on because that's how shit just fall apart and once you put in all of your blood, sweat, and tears to be able to build what you have, you don't really want to just let it go down the drain. If you're going to allow somebody to tear it apart, let that person be you and not at the hands of nobody else. Right. But She said for real, but we make the best out of it. Three things you said. One thing is don't sacrifice the you. This is what I heard. I don't know if everybody listening and everybody interpret the same thing, but don't sacrifice the you in your life. So meaning being a mom, being a wife, being a business owner, don't sacrifice your time and your thoughts and your efforts that you need to put into yourself. Don't put don't sacrifice your energy just to put it all in all your eggs in one basket and say, "Okay, I'm a business owner." Or I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Those are titles that you hold. But who are you if you strip all of these titles away? If you get divorced today, you're not a wife anymore, right? So that title is gone. If your kids move, you know, you're still a parent if your kids move away or whatever. But you don't have that task of every day worrying about if they ate, worrying about if they got on clean clothes, worrying about everything else that's going on. Once they out out of the house, they out of sight, right? Besides a little phone call, if you could get that. Because once you become a teenager and an adult... 
It's like your parents begging you to call them, right? So you, you, what if that task, that that task is gone, that title is gone? Who are you besides all of that? If your business was to deteriorate today, knock on wood, it ain't because of course it's not a hidden gem. I won't, I won't correct that too. It's not definitely not a hidden oh, gem because I found it. Okay, I found it. You got a whole bunch of supporters on here, and they they know about it, so it ain't hidden. We just gotta put some more feet to the ground to put that brand awareness out there. But if all of these titles were stripped from you today. Don't sacrifice the you that you're still, you know, still building on. And like you said, life is hard. There's no blueprint to it. Nobody, I don't think, have it figured out. And I don't think there's a such thing as balance. I think that some people do it with grace and some people can't. Like, some people can't physically, you know, energy-wise, can't afford to just do it as gracefully as everybody else. People dealing with depression. People dealing with anxiety. People dealing with life, period. And so much other stuff going wrong. You know, while you seeing people celebrate the highlights and celebrate all of the good things that's going on in their life that you think that's going on around you and you think everything is going wrong for you. Stop comparing your life. Stop looking on social media for to be accepted. Stop looking to at other people and feeling like, oh, I want that. If you want that, get up and go get it. Don't make excuses. That was another thing you said. So that was my, my three takeaways from everything that you just went through. But don't sit on the sidelines and say, man, I wish I could have that. Get up and go work for it. Get up and go run for it. Get up and go do the research for whatever it is that you want to go do. And make sure that you attain that. Sit down, write, sit down, and set out some goals that are attainable to you, even if they feel scary. Once you write it down, it's gonna be like, okay, you you might reach the goal and don't even be intended to reach the goal no more because it's like, okay, yep. I wrote this down, I sat down, I put it in my mind, and then I threw the notebook to the side and I started doing the work. And next thing you know, it's like, damn, I go back to the notebook, I hit that goal. Damn, I wrote this two years ago. Or I look on my Facebook. Yep. Um, Facebook memories, and it's like, oh, damn, I said this memory. three years ago. Damn, I said this seven years ago. Like, and the people that's just catching on to your quote unquote hit, hidden gem, right? They like, oh my god, this person is the goat, and it's like, damn, I've been the goat. Like, I, let me let me show you a little bit of, <laughs> let me show you a little bit of what I've been thinking about. So that's why I say, even in the beginning of. 17 years, that's not no small beginnings. Like, I've been doing this. I just didn't see it in my future in, at that time. But now you see it. Now it feels tangible. Now it's real. You got graduates. You got a high success rate. You got people that's in your corner rooting for you. All the eyes that was against you in the, in the beginning, it seemed like small fry. So now you're dealing with other real-life stuff. And it, the bigger you grow, the bigger the issue is going to be. I don't know if y'all know that. I don't know if y'all know that, but... You know, people that's aspiring or start off businesses and they're ready to to embark on journeys and reach the new heights that they see everybody reaching that's in their 10th or 12th or 17th year, you're going to get them. You have to go through these trials. You ain't going to have no trophies without no trials. At all. None. So At speaking all. And I tell of, people all the time, go you ahead. have to be mindful of the things that you pray for. Like, so when you put stuff out in the atmosphere... Definitely. You got to remember, like, so you may pray for it today and it might not manifest until two to three years. It could be two to three months. But let's just say hypothetically, it's two to three years. You got to go through whatever is necessary for that process to get you to whatever it is that you pray for. So that's why you got to be careful of the things that you speak, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you could be praying for something and you go through. You're like, what the, what the fuck is going on? Why am I dealing with it? You're dealing with it because this is what you're praying for. And so because you're praying for it, you got to make sure that you're, that you're ready 
to go through whatever the process is going to be to be able to get you to that other side. Especially when you get to the other side, baby, you enjoy it and it is what it is. It's, it's sun and it's roses. See, on this is what I don't think people really understand. The root word of testimony is test. So you have to go through so many tests to even get to the testimony. And some people shy away from what it is, their testimony. Some, like you was able to articulate your story so well. You went to the key points in your mind of, okay, this is what sparked this in my interest. This is what sparked, this is what sparked my interest in the hair industry. Y'all can still hear me because my phone hit me. Y'all can hear me? Now we can. Oh, I'm sorry. My phone rang. I was saying, so this is what sparked your true interest in doing hair. This is what sparked your true interest in saying, okay, I don't want to be a nurse. I do want to be a teacher. I can be a teacher. I have taught people, et cetera, et cetera. And so now everybody say they're here for it all. They're heavy on a bend. I've been doing this. So they, they're telling you, even if you didn't think in your mind, because a lot of times we, I said this last night too, a lot of times we shrink ourselves and people already think that you up here and we like, oh no, you know, that's not me. Or you being modest or you being, you know, you being, oh no, I'm humble. I, I, you know, y'all don't got to do all that. And at the end of the day, you big energy or you bring big vibes to everybody. You you bring big change to people's lives. People probably came to her school not thinking they could make a curl or do a flat iron or whatever. And then you taught them how to do a technique and they're going off and, you know, they're successful in their business. So speaking of success, what do you think the definition of success is? Accomplishing whatever goals you set forward to do. So it could be something really, really small as saying, you know, hey, today I'm going to get up and fucking make a call because today we, we're working on a home. Um, we're really working on a heavy campaign to our last class for the year scheduled for September the 6th. So we really trying to get this big push to get these a certain amount of people in here. So mm -hmm. for us today, the goal was to get finished calling. Um, like we had a list of a hundred and something, a hundred and I think I want to say a hundred and two people to be exact that we've been working on mm -hmm. um, calling over the last three days. So we started last week, Friday, um, and we finished them all today. So it was just like, look, we have like five more to go. So five was my goal for the day. So you know what? I feel successful the fact that I really found the time to sit down and call five and just finish calling the rest of those people because that's that's a lot. That you is. know, now I could go as so far as you know, like when I started the school. So of course, people that came here know, but when I first started the school, I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked fourteen hours a day. I taught the first three months of classes by myself. That shit. When I go back and look at it, it was hard. But I got to go back and celebrate myself because it's like, my nigga, I you really it. went home like, for your shit. You know, so it's like we really do. You put in, you put in the effort, you get out the reward. So, I mean, I can look at going through the whole 10 months of pregnancy, so to speak, being up in this building. I'm talking about I didn't done everything from clean the toilets to mop the floor to check people out, register people, you know, and I mean, you do those things and you do it with grace because at the end of the day, if you know that your end goal mm -hmm. is to be able to, whatever this is, whatever that end goal is, um, you just want to make sure that you do whatever you got to do to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. um, you got your hard days the way you think about it, like some days you just don't feel like getting up and doing it. But if not you, then who? Right. Listen, I say the same thing all the time. <laughs> she said I was her first student. That's what's up, Mimi. That's what's up. Start how you want to finish. I don't think that everybody starts how they want to finish. I think some people 
going to entrepreneurship, they fall into it. Some people go into it as something that was a hobby. And then, you know, it just grew into a business. Some people are inheriting businesses. Some people are buying into franchises. It's many, many different ways to fall into entrepreneurship. But yeah. actually seeing something manifest that you put your blood, sweat, and tears. That's like me. Like, I first started doing taxes. And I started teaching taxes. Like you say, I just started teaching things that I knew. And I was saying it last night, too, that I was, I expected people to know, like, the common sense part of it. And as I grew as a teacher or as an educator, I said, okay, I have to break it down even further. So every time, even if somebody just talking to me, I'm going to repeat back what I heard, like we just did. And I'm going to say, okay, so this is what I got from what you just said. And people are like, yeah, you broke that down. And so people got comfortable with me as the leader. And so when I brought other instructors on, they weren't comfortable because they were used to my style of teaching or me going even the further mile to say, hey, do you understand? All right, let's go over it again. Let me give you a different example. Let's work through it. And and other people don't do that. They're just like, okay, I taught you the material, but if you taught me the material and I didn't learn it, then we have a problem. We're not on the yeah. same page. So it's, it's not like normal schools. Like we take more time into the people that we bring on as students and mentees because we know, okay, I've been in this position. I've sat here. I know it's just not hard, but I do understand that there's different learning styles. So maybe I need to spend a little bit more hands-on with this person. Maybe I need to give this person an extra uh, opportunity to, to continue on what they want to do. Is this for this person? Let's revisit that. Let's have this conversation and communicate. Is this even for you? Why, what's your purpose of coming to health school? What's your purpose of coming to tech school? What's going on? Because if you're doing it just to hop in for the money, like you say, the health industry, a billion-dollar industry, of course, the tax industry is a billion-dollar industry. There's different hair places that come alive every single day. There's people on here that sell hair, do hair, sell hair products, into e-commerce, all of that, right? But it's still a struggle at some point because if you just came in the game to do hair, you don't know anything about the business side of things. You're not keeping up with no books. You're not trying to keep up with the money you got coming in. You might be taking money from all kinds of different platforms. And it's driving you crazy to keep to keep your books in order on a, on a business side. And I like that was one of the things you said. Once they graduate, they don't owe anybody anything. When you graduate from a traditional college or university, you, you in so much debt and you looking for a job. Once you graduate from a tax school or once you graduate from hair school, you definitely could go straight into your field. Because this is something that you are certified in. You are the expert you you call the shots so why are you sitting on this talent and not going into what you need to be doing you you procrastinating you're not taking no action i think so many people go into certain things or trades for the information and they never implement and so they have so many certifications and they not using none of them they have so many degrees and they and they working as a manager somewhere else or doing a corporate job or whatever and they have so many degrees and they wondering why they're stagnant because you're sitting on your talents you sitting on it you're not doing anything with it information that you received and you're not applying what it is that you received so again you know you know, my grandma used to always say, you know, and I'm sure everybody, you know, heard, you know, you could bring the horse to the well, but you can't make them drink. You know, you gotta, you <laughs> definitely, because I know like, I give, give, give and give. Like, so I have, um, I have a couple of different classes that I offer outside of the school because I was already doing just other, um, coaching courses and just educational trainings for mm -hmm. individuals before I even had the school. And 
like right now in the school, so like I have a program called the Polish, uh, not the Polish Professional Home, the Road to Retirement. So my retirement plan has been put in place years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm close to it. My my retirement years, like I'm I'm winding down, baby. I'm my exit strategy. I'm about to get out of here. Right. The goal was never for me to be able to work for the rest of my life, but I put things in place with the, along with it, these within these 17 years. It was things that I've done to be able to position myself for this time. Now, I didn't know I was going to have four more goddamn kids because it was me and my little oldest child. It was me and him for 12 years. And then, Lord, see, after them 12 years, I didn't pop them all out. Just like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, what's wrong with you? So now, you know, it, it, my, my, my plan changed a little bit because everything that I had in place for my oldest boy I had to make sure that I put those same measures in place for the other four that I have. Like, my boys cannot. I be damned. And nothing, you know, against women. I'm a woman. But ain't no woman. I, and that, see what my oldest, I used to always say, ain't no woman going to ever put you out, my nigga. You, could, you might go live with her. But if she ever be like, you could get out, please respond to her and let her know, baby. My mama been had me set. Mm-hmm. You, and I can be put out of better, okay? I'm going to leave your <laughs> shit and go to my own shit. And, you know, I did not, you know, because I want him to be a man, but I want him to make sure that you understand that I worked hard to be able to make sure that you're in this place because we know for, for, for black men, it's really hard. And as a woman of black sons, like, it's my duty to make sure that I prepare them as best as I can to be the best, you know, young men to grow up and to be the men that I really desire for them to be. But mm-hmm. they ain't going to be without nothing, baby. They, they ain't just bring you the table. They bring you the whole house with the table. Now, they ain't going <laughs> to never be yours. But you can live that with them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I did things like that that I wanted to put in place. But even with the students here, I give them access to all of the information for the Road to Retirement program. Like, I showed, like, we talk about stuff like, what do you need to do? Like, what's your exit strategy? How do you want to do this? Um, we also have other things that are implemented within the school to really help them with their business. So, like, when they finish from here, they have to, well, before they finish, one of their... um their big uh, exit projects that they have to do is a salon or spa business project where they have to do a 3D model. Mm-hmm. They have to do a business plan. They have to bring up marketing material. They have to get business cards. So you have to do all of these things before you leave and have to do a presentation on it. Right. And so in that presentation, they actually sharing about, you know, the vision of, and that it makes you feel really good when you could share what your vision is with mm-hmm. other like-minded individuals and they're cheering you on yes. because you're getting motivated. And so they really look forward to that. But the effort, like I, I don't hold nothing back from them because I need you to understand the life that you want to live, y'all. It's though with the vision the and life the mindset. That you command, the shit is real. When I tell you, I be looking down sometimes, like Lord, I know I said it, <laughs> but I ain't really, you know, I didn't really know that it was, you know, like you know, you could say some stuff, and we could really believe in the things that we want to do, but it's not until it actually manifests, mm-hmm. and you looking right at it, and you like dang, like I did this. And so to be able to help put other people in positions to be able to share with them, like I, I do summer programming. Um, I have contracts with the city for the summer. I do, I was already doing my, and the thing is, is like what I like to tell people is, is one thing when you can start doing everything yourself, like mm-hmm. all of these, like some of the things that I've done have been started by myself. So all of the additional access to the other resources that I'm able to get now is because I position myself for me. So you can't take nothing away from me because everything that I have, it was developed by mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So now bringing somebody else on or getting these contracts with the city. And I share this stuff with my students too. Like, y'all, it's other ways to make 
uh, to have other additional streams of income because yes. it's not going to just work. Like you ain't going to get it with just standing behind the chair. And I'm not saying it's nothing against, you know, people standing behind the chair, nothing against those of us that do products, but we got to be creative in other ways. Like whatever it is that you do, there's yes. literally six additional streams that's added to that one thing that you do. Yep. You just got to be creative on how you can make those things, you know, come to life for you and make it work for what it is that you want to do. But a girl, I hold nothing back from them. Baby, I want to take you all the way through the runs of dealing with City Hall and making sure that you read the lease because make sure that you know, hey, something so simple because we ran into that issue. So mm -hmm. um, the building that the school is in, it's ours. Mm -hmm. And um, winter closing, had them put everything in here, ready for our final inspection. Go down to City Hall to apply for the occupational license. Mm -hmm. They was like, eh, eh, ain't happening today. What? It ain't happening. What do you mean? So the building was not zoned for a school. It was a commercial, it's a commercial building, but it wasn't zoned for a school. Mm -hmm. Girl, That's important. I, I hope I hope y'all caught that. I hope y'all caught that. But go ahead. Man, I cried my eyes out in front of them people. Don't the Latias ain't even worked out, but I cried. <laughs> that don't mean nothing. I worked, like I worked so hard, like myself and my husband, like we blood, sweat, and tears, putting all of this heavy shit in this building and running here and running there and doing this, and to get down to the place of you ready to open, and they tell you no, man, we had to go through a whole rezoning process and all that. And all of this happened during COVID. So all of the meetings kept getting pushed back and it was just like, oh my God. So I even tell them when you start thinking about, you know, if you're going to be leasing a building, or if you're going to be buying a building, make sure that the, if you're working with an agent or a realtor or even with the landlord directly, make sure that they know exactly what the use of the space can be used for because that will mess up your whole everything so i did just because i thought that it was a commercial space it could be used for a school that was not it so just things like that that people like and you know if you if you're not connected to people who's just going to be freely with sharing that information so make sure that you don't run into the roadblocks that they ran into if you're not dealing with people like that then you up shit creek without a paddle <laughs> it's so true and then especially for COVID I ran into the same issue because I was opening up a restaurant in 2020 but I, I closed it down I retired from cooking and stuff so um, definitely I like the road to retirement I'm definitely on my road to retirement I think I have like two more years in my plan that I'm going to actually physically still have to be materially invested in any of my businesses I'm right. already you know putting in the groundwork for residual and passive income and also structuring my online school. So um, I've been teaching for three years. I've been doing Texas for nine years. Um, mm -hmm. And also I just wanted to have a platform where they can do self-paced because so many people are waiting for the date that we are having another class. And if I'm the only person that you like to sit with to do the classes, I got to duplicate myself some kind of way. So I had to create all my videos, create my whole college. So now I have a self-paced program. My last actual class is going to be August 29th. My last physical live class is August 29th. So if you're interested in learning taxes directly from me live like this, it will be August 29th for you to get in that class. Other than that, you will have to take the self-paced course. And, you know, once you complete it, you'll receive your certificate and things like that. Somebody said, I'm not on the road yet, but I can start planning. Definitely, definitely start planning. And I think you have a lot of good 
um products and stuff and and your marketing and everything is on point and i do understand what you meant like we talked me and Nene talked on the side a lot um this year and she was like no i need more brand awareness and she took the steps to start building more brand awareness she brought her expo back and etc and etc so you gotta if you know what your end goal is or you know what your plan is you need to stick to that don't worry about the the noise on the outside, don't worry about your friends, your man, your kids, none of that. And I'm not saying, like, neglect them, but I'm saying don't worry, block out the noise. Block out the noise or the distractions that it can cause for you. And a lot of us are distracted by that. I'm always going to say a lot of us because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm in the game with you. I never want to make it like a lot of y'all and a lot of people talk to people as y'all. Y'all doing everything wrong. Y'all doing everything wrong. No, I did a lot of stuff wrong, too. So now you're just seeing all the things that I'm doing right. We do right. have another question. Do you have a lawyer for your business for legal things? I don't know if that's a question for either of us, but yes, I do. I do too. My lawyer just hopped on, as a matter of fact. Shout out to the Numbers Law Firm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we all we definitely all get distracted. I, yep. I want to ask you, how do you overcome distractions? And is there somebody besides yourself that inspires you? So I am... Um, with this, I'm so tunnel vision, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I love my kids and I love my husband, but I ain't gonna lie, my, my head be so focused on what I wanna do that I just, it's easy for me to block out distractions, like whatever, cause shit happens all day, every day. You know it, you in business. We have literally, you could go in, wake up like, yes, today is gonna be a great day. <laughs> and you get to the office. The fucking toilet didn't overflow. Like what? That, nothing was even wrong with the toilet yesterday. So I really, because I I, I approach I every day, you know, kind of like we're part of a anticipation that something is going to happen, and not from a negative standpoint, but something is pretty much going to always happen. But I operate from a space of tunnel vision. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we got on here together because I I don't think people really understand what that even means. I think I always say it, and people think that you being harsh or you being you know, like stand offish if you have tunnel vision. And I'm like, okay, I work on resolutions, not excuses. I, I don't need to hear another excuse of why this is going wrong. I need to find out, do you have a, a solution for this problem? Next, all right, if you don't have a solution, let me find a solution and we can move on to the next thing. I don't have nothing that's stopping my day. Things going wrong in so many fires that we have to put out on a daily basis. And we still don't let nobody see, you know, like, okay, this, this getting to me or this making me sweat or whatever. Like you have empathy for people, but at the end of the day, it's still tunnel vision. I got to keep it moving for the next thing. Cause the train going to go unless you, you could, you could be on it or you could be on the side. At one of the two, but it's going to get the getting, it's going to be <laughs> chugging. You know, um, a lot of people tell me that I'm cold hearted and stuff like that, but I've gotten that pretty much my whole life. I'm very solutions oriented. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time to waddle in the mess. If we already know what the problem is, I don't have time to spend 50 hours on the problem. Let me figure out a solution so I can move on to the next thing. Yes. I know what I got in place for me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really on just so many other things as it relates to trying to make sure that my foundation is set. Like, I don't have, I, I, don't, I don't have time for that. Again, I, I always just go back to the fact, hey, my five kids and my husband, like they, they always in the, in my frontal cortex, mm-hmm, for but sure. unless they, they, they bleeding and stop breathing, they asses <laughs> push to the side. They are right. You know, I, they're not out of sight, out of mind. At the end of the day, I, I got to make sure that I get this done in order to be able to do this. 
You know, like one of the twins keeps saying, Mom, I want to go to New York. I was like, why do you want to go to New York? Right? But whenever they share things like that with me, because I, I literally am always working, like, mm-hmm. shout out to my husband, because I swear to God, I don't really know what I would do without my better half, <laughs> especially as it relates to the kids, because he mm-hmm. really holds the kids down. But the goal is for me to be able to have everything structured, like you say, to be able to have residual and passive income. So I know for sure. So like I say, when I when I do get to, so I have three years left to go before I no longer have to show up to the office physically every day. But right. my ideal schedule is going to be Tuesday through Thursday from 10 to 2. That is it. Whatever can't get done mm-hmm. on them three days and them four hours out of each day, that shit going to get pushed off to the side because I've sacrificed so much of my time already mm-hmm. for my kids and for my husband. So guess what? Whatever ain't in alignment, it just fucking won't be. And I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. I've already made so many sacrifices. But I just think that we get so caught up, especially now. Like, you know, we, like you say, you mentioned earlier, like so many people look at different people on social media. Did we put out there what we want to be out there? Right. That's it. That's yeah, my that's my current too. schedule. Tuesday through Thursday, 10 to 4. I get off at 4, though. but And that's only because I'm in a city. Because my daughter got to go to school in the city. So I got to be in the city from this time to that time. But I literally will not start working, not answering the phone, not doing the email. None of that until my scheduled time. Because I have worked so much. I've been an octopus. I've been everything that you're saying right now. Been a janitor. Been a person that got to set up for content. Got to open the office. Got to close the office. For tax season, I worked 105 days straight. Everybody that's on here, they follow me already knew. I was on, on live every single day. The last day of tax season was April 18th this year because the 15th fell on the weekend, so they extended it by only three days. I was in the office till, like, 2 a.m. doing tax returns with, like, maybe four people that's on my team. That's it. Got a whole team of people, but who was in the... We was cramped up in one office with laptops, with desktops, doing takes, and still getting people sending in mobile apps, people still asking questions at the last second. And we only, we had, like, an extra hour because we central and the IRS is an hour ahead. So we had, like, one extra hour in the hole. But I literally was in the office every single day. Me and my husband, you could check our content, go all the way back, and, like, damn, literally was at the office every single day. This every tax season. I'm not going to continue to live my whole 30s how I damn near live my whole 20s by being in yep. the office every yep. year for 90 days straight, like answering the phone, answering people's calls. And keep in mind, I got a team, so I got to answer their clients' situations. I got to answer um stuff that they can't handle. They calling me, oh, I don't know what to say to this person. Or I'm scared to talk to this person. Or can you handle this? And it be as simple as, ma'am, just check your email. It's there, blah, blah, blah. It's something so simple, but people don't know how to even communicate with people. People are afraid of human interaction. And I think COVID really made it worse. I think it's, it's so much worse. People suffering with so much anxiety for even just getting back into spaces. And they're getting tricked into so many different situations. People hopping on live every day, preaching over your head, telling you you should be doing this, and you jumping on that wave and doing that, or you jumping on this wave and you buying this ebook. And now you got an email full of ebooks that you can't, even, you ain't never read or crack open or apply nothing to. Exactly. We forgot that you bought it and everything. 
<laughs> you got all the blueprints and plans you need. You don't need another consultation. You don't need another one-on-one. -on -one. Stop paying all these different people and focus on what you want it to be. And then you can say, okay, I need somebody to point me in a correct direction of the resources that okay. I need to implement this plan. Stop looking to pay somebody to do your work. I have people that always hit me up and be like, you'll do a business plan for me. No, if I do a business plan, it's for myself. I can help you put the steps in order to do your business plan, but I'm not writing a business plan for nobody for no amount of money because your business plan should be your ideas. What's your vision? I think Steve Harvey said, everybody have an imagination. Your imagination is your vision. You got to see yourself in it. I don't care if you have a dream about it. You know how people feel like they have crazy dreams. That dream is you seeing yourself in the future. So actually go yep. with that dream. Write it down. Whatever you remember from that dream, whatever your vision or your imagination is telling you, you need to be striving towards getting to, okay, if you say you want a mansion, you want acres, how can I get from this square footage that I'm in right now to those acres over there? If it's going to take me two, three, four, five, ten years... Then it's gonna take me that long. I need to structure my plan for them ten years, and not only that, business plans change. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your TCI business plan changed so many times because it's a living document. It's gonna grow with you. Yeah. Once you see, okay, well, all right, I I I, got, I graduated almost two hundred people in two years. Definitely trying to graduate at least a hundred or two each year from here on out because I already know what I could do within one year. Or I could go back and measure what I already accomplished and say, how can I double this? How can I add to this? That's all you're supposed to be doing when you're structuring your business plan. Stop waiting on somebody to tell you, oh, yeah, you need to do this. Business is way more than taking pictures, getting an EIN, getting a bank account, getting an LLC. It's way more to that. Yeah, that's nice. That's the foundation. That's just the structure part of it. When are you going to put in the work for your business? Like you said, they don't want to put in the work. You know, they want somebody to do it for them. And again, you just have to know what you want. Know what you want and then move forward to what it is that you want to do. Like, I can't, you know, know and out of the thousands of hairstylists, makeup artists, estheticians, all of these people that I touched, right? Everybody, they can't, you, you can't do it because you're not motivated enough to do it. Like, mm -hmm. you can't allow the current circumstances to determine your end goal. Like, you just can't. Yes. Life, I tell people all the time, life is going to life every day. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to happen. You just have to determine how you're going to approach it. Like, what's going to be your approach for your days? So I'm not, like, I, I don't know what, what they want. But, I mean, you know, I got a lot of stuff that I could do for you. For Fina, I got a little team. I'm always outsourcing stuff to my team. I got a lot of educators on my team that could use some extra income, baby. We a team over here. We can, we can make it happen. So, look, y'all need some help? With structuring your business plan, we can help you with that. See, she don't want to help you. No, I say I can help you. I'm not going to write it for you. I can help you, but I'm definitely not writing. I'm not writing nobody else's vision. You got to know your vision. And if that's what, and I think that's what a, peop, a lot of people get it misconstrued at because they want to come to you for all of their answers. If you come to me for all, that's just like cheating on a test. If you come to me for all the answers, when you really get to the final exam, you never going to know it. What if I'm not there today? You got to take the final exam. You can't cheat off me because I ain't there. So you got to know what you want first. You got to know your own answers before you try to cheat off my people. And every business is not something that you got to reinvent the wheel for. A lot. I'm, TCI Nola is not the first hair school. 
Carter Capital not, is not the first tax office. No, it's not something that you have to reinvent the wheel for, but what you see that's missing in the loopholes from the school that you went to, what you see that yeah. other um, entrepreneurs in your same industry are struggling with. Okay, how can you, what's your USP, your unique selling proposition to make yeah. your business better than the last person that you went to so that's what you know like you gotta you gotta know what you want first before you come trying to pay somebody to say oh i want you to do this for me i do i want what you have i want the life that you that you portray to me i want that that's what i want <laughs> and so because this is what I'm, I'm only giving you limit limited access to what i'm doing so great and things are flowing so well you want that so you want me to tell you how you actually can come up with these particular outcomes. Like, I didn't know that we was gonna have a hundred and something people come to enroll in school. Like, I knew I wanted to make as big of an impact that I possibly can. So mm -hmm. I knew that over time it would happen. I didn't know how fast it would happen. Mm -hmm. I literally changed our um, structure for how we enroll students. This is gonna be our third time. So we first started, we was enrolling students every month. I don't know what gave me the big ass crazy ass idea that we could start that many people every month like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I felt like as that went along, I felt like the integrity of the educational experience that we was giving the students wasn't getting what they really need. Mm -hmm. So I had to hire on more help. And then we started, we went from every month to every other month. Okay. Well, I went from doing every other month to like, okay, now I got to go back to the drawing board. So we're having issues. So one of the main things people, you know, they have an issue with is actually putting down like the down payment. So the down payment covers the cost of their kid and their tuition. We're not incurring the debt for you. You know, you might decide you don't want to come to school. So you have to put down $1,000 or $1,500, depending upon which program you want to get into. But that's your kit and your textbooks. Mm -hmm. It's all you So then... We went from doing um, every other month, so now we're starting a whole new process. So we're only going to start classes once another class finishes. So to hopefully be able to start those people, but then we also can be just that much more effective with actually getting more people in the door. So, you know, you just have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what you feel is working, what isn't working, and you're going to make adjustments almost every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, I, I'm saying from my perspective, I felt like when I was doing things for people, it crippled them. So it made them always feel like, I got to come back to Drika for X, Y, Z. People was coming back to me for small purchases, such as even, oh, I'm about to buy a car. What you think about this? Can you look at my credit right quick? Can you do, like, I don't want to create a dependency. I want you to still feel okay. like once you walk out this door, you graduate from this program or you walk away from this consultation, whatever service or product you came to me for, you can stand on your own two feet without saying, oh, I was just yep. making sure. And I think that a lot of people that came under me initially when I first was teaching was still on that only if you approve it type thing. And I, I don't like that. I want you to be confident in what you've learned. I want to go back and reiterate what I've already provided to you, what you've learned. Are you stuck on any of these things that we just went through? Let's go through them again if we need to revisit it. But I want you to be confident on your end and say, oh, I got this. So the next time we have this conversation is not, do you think that's okay? It's, oh, this is what I did. X, Y, Z situation happened. And this is how I handled it. You know, do you think I could have handled it better? Or this is where I'm confused at. You coming to me in a whole nother direction now. And the people that I'm attracted now is coming to me a whole nother way because I've shifted instead of creating that dependency right. for me. And a lot of people want to create dependency for you so that they can keep on 
retaining more money from you, of course. That's the name of the game, right? But at the end of the day, I want you to be independent and say, I learned this. I took this away from this particular person or this particular project or course or event or whatever she hosted. This was my takeaways and this is what I was able to accomplish after I actually implemented everything I learned from this person. That's what I want to, you know, that's that's my, my vision to produce yeah. for people. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I was just making sure I didn't know if the phone had went out again. But no, you definitely, you know, it's almost like a thing that with, you know, with your kids, if you keep doing them, they'll never learn how to do it themselves. And so the same thing. So I was, I was just joking with the people because I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a real, like I, to be honest, I mean, right now, and as you grow in your business, you know, how people say, you know, um, with growth comes separation. That's really true. And it's not intentional. It's not. But as I grow and gain additional insight and bring on more knowledge for who and what I am as an individual, if we no longer are in alignment with each other, it's just not going to work and it's not intentional. So you want to be able, because I want to be able to impart in you what you need so you could actually go and do what you need to do on your own. Because what happens when I'm no longer here? Hmm. Airport. From there and going, you can't call me to do a goddamn thing. So you and I, you know, you don't get me wrong. You're appreciative for those people who trust your judgment and right, your insight. Right. But I don't want you to continuously be dependent upon me. Yes. Because when I'm dead and gone, or I just be like, look, I have dropped off the face of the earth, baby. What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really honestly. That's really that. That's the real question that you need to answer for yourself. If this person wasn't here, what would I do? And do that, and then consult back with them. I think that's how I want people to want people to operate from me. What would you do if this person wasn't here? And then do that, and then say, okay, this worked or this didn't work. Okay, now I need you to help me because this failed, and I tried on my own, but I do need extra help in X Y Z area. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. Absolutely. I definitely want people to get. So, no other questions. If y'all have questions, go ahead and drop them right quick. But any quotes, any books you're reading, anything that you want to give us to go read a, a, a quote that resonates with you? Girl, I can't even, I can't turn my phone. I, I need to go to my phone. I just went, for real, listen, so I'm an avid reader. I can't even think, so I'm doing, Um, I'm reading a Harvard, a Harvard series right now. Um, mm -hmm. It's like a I bought eight books, but it's more to the series than that. But um, it's I picked them up in the airport. I bought like twelve different books. Mm -hmm. Um, I did buy one that's called um, learning how to deal with uh toxic people. Mm -hmm. Um, because when you're dealing with people, and I don't really remember who is by, I just picked it up in the airport, but it really caught my attention because when you're in a service based industry, you deal with so many different types of personalities and different types of people, and what people don't really realize is is that. I'm a human just like you. Mm -hmm. I do I do want your business. I do love and appreciate it. But you got to know the attitude that you come at me with. <laughs> if I give it back all to you, you got to respect it because you came at me wrong. You know, it's, it's not intentional, but that's just like my natural response. So I'm really working on... Um, one of my goals is to be able to be more understanding. Like, I'm, I'm, I already have, like, a lot of patience in the world. But to be understanding, because I, I also I'm real big on that. I understand that once you grow and mature in different areas in your life, you no longer need to entertain the things that don't actually serve you. So somebody does have an attitude. 
you know, that's fine. But what can you do to kind of like protect your energy? Because I'm mm-hmm. real big on protecting my energy and my peace. So um, it might not have nothing all, to do with you. It might just be them. So you got to learn how to. OK, you know, like I think it's I'm probably one of those people that's going to turn the cheek maybe one or two times before I have to go there. I think that's just a natural thing. But if you, you, it's like, I gotta be provoked to go there. But most of the, like, I think every test that I've come across this year, I've passed because I'm just so at peace that you're not about to disrupt my energy. Like I'm, I'm not the person that's going to match your energy because if you down here, you're not bringing me from up here. Cause I'm, I'm on cloud nine. You're not bringing me down here to where you add a stoop to your level. If, if I go to McDonald's, I'm expecting you to have an attitude. If I go to Chick-fil-A, I'm expecting to be treated. You know, I'm I'm expected to be treated like I'm wealthy. I don't care if I only got ten dollars in my account. So it's just I'm I'm giving you the service that I expect back from you. But if you don't give me that back, I think some people you can't just be quote unquote so professional with everybody not with the professional thing. They're gonna try they're gonna try you. They're gonna try you. They're gonna try you. But at the same time, if you at peace, it's not really gonna even bother you like that. But when we, you know, because we, you know, people that look like us you know we get this term professional and professionalism we get it misconstrued so much and so i do an activity in the school where i always ask students always like in the first week you know so which like we have to do this little activity it's called design your professional Mm -hmm. because i need to know how you expect for people to be because however you expect those people to be you going into your own business as an entrepreneur as a service provider and that's how you gonna handle your people how exactly how do you think these people are going to perceive you so the same thing but i just be needing people to know that yeah you you need to understand lovely that i'm a human <laughs> being just like you and something because you know they one thing you know they'd be quick to say oh damn i'm professional yes but it's true it's true lauren it's true it's true it's true. I think I think so many people say it so often they're not. And I don't think that people are always unprofessional. I just don't, don't think that you understand their process. So somebody might not be unprofessional, but if you want them, if you text somebody and the process is for you to email them and they don't text you back, that's not being unprofessional. You know what I mean? Like it'd be simple stuff like that, but we laughing like we playing, but somebody might not even understand but I text right. you, but I told you to email me. And if you don't email me, then you ain't read. And so once I email you something back, you ain't, you, you not going to read or you didn't read the policy on the website. And now you mad or you feel like I'm unprofessional or I don't communicate well because you're not following the directions that I have listed out. So there is a, um, I'm going to go back. So you're going to post this live to your page. I will. And it's also going to so be on I'm a gonna, podcast. Um, comma, comma. I'm going to go back. I'm going to, when I get home, because there is a, so I just did, I just wrapped up, um, a class with Goldman Sachs or so the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small. So they gave us a book about, mm-hmm. uh, communicating styles. Okay. I never read the book yet, but we kind of like did an excerpt out of it for the class. And it talked about learning people's language. How do they like to be communicated to? You gotta know. I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. If you text me, I'm gonna call you. <laughs> I need to make sure that I understand what we're talking about here. Cause you know, if, if I feel like me, if I feel like you know, you got a little, you know, a little raise. You're a little spicy. I'm a, I'm a call just only because I want to have clarity because I know I could, you know, and I don't want to have any misunderstandings, mm-hmm. but. You have to learn how people communicate. So once we have that, you know, if you tell me that, hey, texting is better or emailing is better, I, I might not like it, 
but I am going to respect the way that you like to be communicated with. And, you know, and I'm going to handle everything accordingly. But a lot of people just don't want to have no type of dialogue. They don't want to text. They don't want to talk. They don't want to email. Like, you, you've got, let us figure out what it is first. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot of beauty professionals that be like, no DMs. Well, I don't really care. Shit, it's money. I ain't trying to let no baby have you feel like you need to get in contact with me. Contact <laughs> somebody gonna respond back to you. You know, like, but I, I also come from a different era in the industry. Right. So where at one time all we had was people calling you saying that they wanted to make an appointment. So you had right. to talk. So I understand where we've transitioned to. Um, and there's just, and a lot of people do need a little bit of help in certain areas. I mean, not even a lot of we we all do. Because mm-hmm. we all operating at a hundred percent on every single part of, of the everything. This thing right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just big on though, you know, I don't mind sharing with people where you may need to make necessary adjustments to just make yourself. At the end of the day, it's all about um, self-development. Like how, what can you do to help make you a better person? Because you don't want to match nobody's negative energy. Like, baby, do you know all of this that I put into this to get to where I'm at? You think I got time to be coming down to entertain your foolishness? I can, but today ain't the food. Not at all. I love it. I love it, Laurie. I love it. I'm going to come back to the last. So if anybody want to know the books, it is, um, it's the Harvard Review, if you may want to go and Google it. There's a couple of books in that series. So it's on leadership, communication, um, educating styles. It's a variety of different things. Um, but it's Harvard Review, and it's and I'm going to come back to the live, and I'm going to just drop those down if y'all go back and check it out. Because um, okay. reading is good, is extremely fundamental, and it's going to help you know enlighten you and your mindset to just be a better person. And then also for anybody that's on here that's entrepreneurs, you want to be able to position yourself to where you are operating as your greatest self, where yes. your business is operating as its greatest self. Because people are always going to say certain things, and you can't please 100% of the people, but at least for your piece of land, so you want to make sure that your business is operating from the highest amount of integrity as possible. Correct. And even if that means getting rid of some people, or... I mean, if you're a solopreneur, don't plan on staying a solopreneur forever. I need, I think you need to create a plan to actually grow into, get, graduating to get a team eventually, even if it's not within year one or year three. Like, eventually, you should be seeing yourself with a team. You should be seeing yourself as the CEO and not just a business owner. Like, it's ways that you have to grow to get there, but at the same time, you gon' you only gonna get that if you have a plan. If you have a business plan, if you have a vision in, in mind of where you want your company to go, everything is not gonna continue to be work from home forever. So like you gotta see yourself in a, a different position and, and kinda take action to get there. I'm reading um a book called Super Fans right now. Okay. And it's really about like how to create your own community, how to create super fans around you. And I think that if you're a business owner, you should already your your customers are your super fans. So you should always have them thriving to come back to give you more of what they have. You know what they have to offer. Let me pin that what you just said. What you have to offer. So thank you, Lauren. Let the people know how to connect with you. I was so excited to get that DM asking that I want to be on. <laughs> so yeah, guys. So um, definitely want to thank Drika for the opportunity to be able to utilize her platform or share her platform with her to share some information and insight with you guys. Um, but again, I am Lauren, Lauren Lewis, owner and founder of the Cosmetology Institute. We're located in New Orleans East at 8460 Morrison Road. If y'all go and follow um, the school page at TCI NOLA, 
I also have my individual education platform at Lauren the Educator. And then all of you can follow that off, click, uh, click the link off of the Instagram page. And then also um, my original business, which is the Beauty Conglomerate, which is Studio 4212. And y'all, we really just all things have skin and nails. If y'all know anybody that's interested in going to beauty school and they're looking for a place where they're going to be able to be definitely devoted to trust, commitment, and integrity, choose us. We're also the only school in the state that does all individual programming. So cosmetology, aesthetics, manicuring, instructors training. We also have a natural hair program called Alternative Hair Design. Um, blow dry tech and shampoo tech. And then also too, y'all know a lot of young individuals that's doing hair, doing nails, doing makeup. We are the only school that can accept them at the age of 16. So okay. if they're 16 and completed, yes. And you know, parents, if y'all on here, you got them coins, invest in your children now so they can stay out of your pockets later, baby. Send them on over here so that way they could actually earn a legitimate beauty career and actually be making money. Either way, you can be in control of it and, you know, just save and help them invest for when mm -hmm. they do get ready to go to college because college is also still an option. Okay, and one more time, when your last enrollment is? Our last enrollment is September the 6th, and the registration deadline is August 12th. So if you desire to start working on that, this is Louisiana. Um, but if you desire to move towards getting your career started in the beauty industry, at the Cosmetology Institute, the last time to do it is for September the 6th. Yes, ma'am. Thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate you, Lauren. This was amazing. I learned so much about you and TCI and Nola. You right down the street from my office. Gotta stop by and come see you soon. It's horrible. We have so many great entrepreneurs in the <laughs> East, and we literally right around the corner down the street from each other. So um, I, I'm going to definitely connect with you with some stuff out offline off of here, too, because okay. it's a lot of us. They have great businesses out here. And we're not even really connecting and collaborating with each other. Co correct. That's what, that's another reason why I have Wednesdays because it's like you see people doing stuff and it's like, man, you dope. I need to talk to you. And it's and, and it stops there. It's never an action put behind. Oh, I need to connect with you. And it's, it's I think that we need to connect the dots. So we definitely going to get with you. <laughs>